This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Welcome in to Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And joining us right off the top of the pod, Logan, for our preview episode, we have Elliot Shore Parks from the Go Birds podcast, our uh, sister, brother, uh, whatever podcast. Rival, uh, in rival the Odyssey, podcast. Our rival podcast. Rival, yes, exactly. In the Odyssey Network uh, that covers the Eagles. Elliot, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, obviously a big week with, uh, you know, Carson versus Jalen, but excited to kind of get your guys' perspective on the game and, you know, get someone else's view. Because here I just know everybody thinks they're going to dominate Carson. We'll see, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Carson versus Jalen, except for this time they're on opposite teams. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been happening for years, but now there's actually a score. So let me let me ask you actually about that first, and not necessarily Carson Jalen, but the the – Everyone up here thinks we're going to dominate because down here, as someone who does a daily talk show, hasn't been a super fun week. Uh, everyone's like the team's a disaster, even though it's one and one. They're through two weeks. Their offense looks fantastic with Carson Wentz. The way yeah. the defense has played, it, it's been uh, it's been kind of a mayday situation down here. I'd imagine going two and zero in the in the fairly convincing fashion that they have. I know the Lions game was obviously a little tight by the end, yeah. uh, but but how well they've played. What is the feeling up in Philadelphia this week uh, going into this game? About the Eagles or about the I'd say game? about the Eagles and, and what's going to happen on the field, you know, outside of yeah. the personalities involved, just kind of to, right. to the to the results end of things. Yeah, I think people are really, really excited about this Eagles team. Uh, coming into the year, I think there was obviously a lot of hype about the roster. And, I mean, Peter King called him a top 10 team even before they played a game, all those things. So I think expectations were high coming in. But I think there was also a bit of some reservation, rightfully so, I know at least on my end, about needing to see it before it became a reality that this could be a Super Bowl contender. But I think after Monday night, people are all in. Jalen has looked like a much, much improved quarterback. The defense had probably its best game it's had under Jonathan Gannon. And people are excited. And I do think, look, it's only two games, but you could say that for every team in the NFL. Like, I think the Eagles look like legitimate contenders. They look like one of the best teams in the NFC. Now, for this game, like, the Eagles are better than Washington. We'll just start with that. Like, they're better on both sides of the ball. They have a better quarterback. They have a better coaching staff. So I don't actually think that it's a competition with the two. But I do think this game specifically is kind of a tough spot just because they are coming off of such a big win. Washington's coming off a loss. 
And I'll say it, like Carson has been pretty good this year. And anytime you have good quarterback play, I think you have a chance. So, so the team itself, people are very excited about. I think this game, there's a bit of reservation just because of the spot. Logan, do you agree with the fact that Eagle, the Eagles have better everything? I mean, I picked him to win the division at the beginning of the year, you know, and I think the only thing that's kind of giving me pause, quite frankly, is Jalen Hurts, you know, and like there mm -hmm. is an element of like variance to his game. And like this is maybe high variance Jalen Hurts, you know, like they played a team in Minnesota that runs a lot of cover three, a lot of kind of open spaces. They didn't really challenge that offense very acutely, which I think is something that, you know, kind of leans into Jalen's favor. Obviously, against Detroit, they play a lot of man, they blitz a lot, and Jalen had an excellent day rushing. So I do think there was in some ways kind of a favorable matchup for him. Is there any concern in the Philly community that this is just a ride high Jalen or is yeah. it is he going to come crashing back down to earth? Because like, you know, quarterbacks are up and down. It took uh, Josh John Allen a couple of years or Josh Allen a couple of years to kind of find his feet. And there was some up and down variance in his play for the first three years. Like, mm -hmm. is that a concern for the fan base? Well, look, I think your point about high variance is true, right? I mean, Carson's probably the poster child sure. for that, yeah. <laughs> you know, in terms of like ups and downs. Um, in terms of Jalen, like long term, yeah, I agree. It's, it's only two games. And last year, he was not a top 10 quarterback. He was not maybe even a top 15 quarterback. But I think what really stood out to me so far where there could be reason to believe that this is legit is the ball placement and his accuracy. I mean, he's gone up from 61% to almost 70%. He's throwing it slightly more this year than he did last year. And just you can just see the accuracy. Like, Last year, even if there were completions, guys were reaching up for it. Guys had to bend down for it. This year, it's hitting him right in the hands. He's always been very smart with the football. He's not ever been a turnover machine. But this year especially, I don't think he's put the ball in harm's way maybe even once. The only interception he has bounced off somebody's hands and, and popped up and wasn't his fault. So, yeah, I do think for sure. I mean, the, the main topic every day in Philly, this season, offseason, really since beginning of last year, is is Jalen the guy? And I don't think you have like a definitive 100% answer answer on that. But to be honest, like in 2017, everyone thought Carson was the guy. So things change quickly. And if 2017 Carson didn't end up being the franchise guy for 10 years, then I'm never going to sit here and say, of course, Jalen's the guy. But through two games, he has looked amazing and incredibly improved. And I think Eagles fans should be very encouraged by what they've seen. Mm. What's, what's the conversation around Carson? And how has it changed? Because Jalen maybe is a mending or tending to some of the wounds that Carson may have left and, and the fact that he was the number two pick looked to be the guy right. etc. I mean so I've been covering the team for almost 10 years I've lived in Philly my whole life I've never seen an athlete with a roller coaster like Carson I mean from 2017 there was talks about him legitimately being a top five Eagles player of all time and they weren't crazy and then he breaks his back he tears his ACL and people still defended him through 2018 2019 it started to turn a little bit in 2019 but 2020 obviously it all fell apart and I think now like Carson's an enemy in Philly to fans people don't like that he forced his way out people don't view him as a guy that handled the situation here well he it's viewed as he kind of quit on the team he's viewed as not being a good teammate and I I don't think all that is true for what it's worth like I I do think when I look back at Carson's time in Philly it it's injuries like that's the story uh he was a phenomenal quarterback in 2017 he was uh, accurate playmaker MVP it's just really hard for any human being to tear their ACL, break their back and get a concussion and still be a really good quarterback. Like that's just a lot to overcome. So I think Carson forcing his way out was, was not the right move by him. My guess is he probably regrets that um, because Eagles are one of the best run organizations in the league. And we've seen what's happened since then. So I think it was a mistake for him to do it. I think fans are probably upset with the way he left. 
but I don't think you'd find any fan that wishes he was still the quarterback. I think they feel they are way better off with Jalen than they are with Carson. And you mentioned that there was some, uh, you know, friction near the end of Carson's tenure there. Like, how has Jalen been in the locker room from a leadership standpoint? Like, is it his team or is he still kind of, you right. know, kind of finding his way? So, obviously, in 2020 and 2021, we were not allowed in the locker room. So, mm. I can't speak to, like, anecdotes that I have from seeing him. But from this year, the few times I've been in there and just kind of talking to players uh, about Jalen, like, he's a phenomenal leader. I mean, he... I mean, look, going to Alabama, you saw he was a leader there. He went to Oklahoma. Like, this is a guy that's always been on the big stage. And, not, you know, it's impossible not to compare and contrast. But, but Carson came from North Dakota State, a small school, into one of the biggest media markets. And I think that mm. probably wasn't ready for it, especially everything that happened to him. Jalen knows how to handle the big stage. He's been in markets, or at least, you know, Alabama's basically a pro program in, in college. <laughs> you know, in Oklahoma, too. Like, so – I think Jalen has embraced the spotlight and players love him. Like the offensive players love him. Defensive players love him. AJ Brown is like his best friend. Like mm. I just think the leadership the Eagles are getting and not just from Carson. Like I think Nick Sirianni has been a really good leader. They have great leaderships over all, all over the roster, honestly. But Jalen, I think is, is exactly what you want in a personality standpoint from, from franchise quarterback defensively how do you think this defense can stack up against a washington offense that was real good week one yeah. uh, had a terrible first half but then came back and scored 27 in the second half last week how, how do you view that matchup i mean you know you talked about it earlier with high variance right like carson's a tough guy to game plan for because on one hand i think the defense matches up great like the pass rush has not been superb or really even that good through first two weeks at all for the eagles <laughs> But they do have talent on the defensive line. So it's not crazy to think they could make life tough for Carson. He could throw the ball up. They have probably the best secondary in the league, at least from a cornerback perspective, with Slay, uh, Bradbury, and Maddox. Um, you know, like, obviously, there's probably better number ones. But I think when you look at one through three, there's not many teams that line up a better three. So if you're going to pressure Carson and you're going to have him throw it up, like, that's a recipe for turnovers, uh, as good as the Washington receivers are. But the thing is, like, Carson can make any throw there is. Like, you know, and Carson could come out, and if he's making those throws and the Eagles aren't getting pressure on him and he has time in the pocket, like, there's certain quarterbacks where if you don't pressure them, it doesn't matter because they're just not good. No, like, Carson's good enough that if he has time in the pocket, the Eagles secondary could be great, but you can't cover, cover guys for five, six seconds. So ultimately, I think this is going to come down to if the Washington offensive line can keep Carson clean and what version of Carson – shows up on Sunday. I mean, you seem to obviously pressuring the quarterbacks a huge deal for this Philadelphia defense, but they haven't shown it. Do you expect mm -hmm. them to maybe kind of adopt a more comprehensive pressure package than what they've shown over the first two games? Or is it just kind of like go in with the front four and let's see what happens? Yeah. It's interesting because I like the eye test tells me the pressure has not been good. And I definitely don't think it has been, but then you look at some websites like pro football focus and like some of the stats and they're actually match up like, pretty high compared to the league. So on one hand, I, I agree with you. Like whether they can get pressure on Carson is probably the main question on the defensive side of the ball. And they're doing a lot of different things now. Like, so they were pretty much a four, three defense, definitely under Jim Schwartz, but um, now they're, they're mixing up their fronts. Hassan Reddick, their big free agent signing has not really had a great start to the year. He has two hurries in the first two games and it's something like 60 pass rush snaps. So he's not done a good job getting after the quarterback, Jordan Davis, um, 
good draft pick, high upside, but he's a run stopping nose tackle right now. So he's not really a, a pass rusher. So, yeah, I mean, I think the pass rush for the Eagles right now is the biggest question on the roster. And Washington's offensive line, you know, probably like, okay. I, I don't think it has the up end, the elite type talent that Detroit's does just in terms of Frank Ragnow mm. and uh, the tackles they have, but I do think they have talent there. So yeah, I mean, going into the game for me, the, the pass rush is the biggest question. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, what's your prediction, Elliot? I, I can guess which way this is going, but what's your <laughs> No, I mean, look, in, in all seriousness, like, I think this is a tough spot for, for the Eagles. Um, I think they're they're coming off a big win. Uh, I think that, you know, there's just something about those games in Washington. Whenever I'm there, it just feels like ugly and close. And maybe it's just the stadium that's just, you know, so bad that it just feels like it just feels like a gross situation every time. But um I think this could end up being close. I think the line is six and a half. Uh, if I had to bet it, I would probably take Washington plus six and a half just because I think this will end up being close. But ultimately, I covered Carson for five five years here. I've never seen him win like a big game. And when the pressure's on, Carson does not show up. So I view this as a big game for Carson. And I think Jalen's a better big game quarterback. So I think it'll be close. But ultimately, like I'll pick the Eagles maybe 23 to 20. In 2017, he must have won some big games for you. It's funny. When you look back, he kind of did. But when you look at the season. He kind of did. That's like the worst hedge of all time. He did. No, he no, no. Didn't. We, we, no. I'm saying we can go through it. Like, if you look, he lost at Seattle against the Rams. He did get hurt. He played really well in that game, but he wasn't there to end it. Early on in the year, he beat Carolina. That was the a big game. game. When he broke his back? You're saying he didn't play because you're, you're not going to well, give him a good, 17 good was, He was out. 17 was the year that he tore his ACL against Well, So against in 17, against the Rams, he played really well. He tore his ACL. The Rams retook the lead in that game. And then Foles – I'm not saying – look, he played well in that game. <laughs> you're I'm trying to saying, like cut this man down for not no, playing no, 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 in the no, second no. half I'm of the game. <laughs> if the best example of his big game win is the one where he tore his ACL, then you know you have a problem. Like sure. there's, you know, there's not a lot of signature wins on, on Carson's resume. Sure. Well, yeah. let's see if we can get one on Sunday against his old squad. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks uh, has the Go Birds podcast up in Philly. If you want their perspective, they do a phenomenal job, uh, even though we are trying to, to pit everybody against you, Elliot, so that more yes. people listen to us. Uh, Go Birds. Check it out on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, no man. problem. Excited to talk to you guys. Cool. Uh, you're awesome. good to go. and. Uh, we'll send you, so you just want like a brief description and yeah, just like, um, anything, you know, like you want to plug in the yeah. podcast thing, like, you know, your Twitter, whatever you want me to put in the podcast description, I'll put that. If you could just send that'd be easier. Cool. Uh, and then Matt will send you this segment worth of audio. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. Yep. You got Thank it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You were great. Yep. You too. Talk to you guys soon.